Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Happy New Year, Jeff. Happy New Year. Welcome back. From where? From your travels oh, that's around right. the world. That was yesterday, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. So Jeff hasn't slept in about 17 hours, and so if he falls no, asleep on eight the days. air. Eight days. Sorry yeah. about that. If he falls asleep on the air, uh, Robert, you're going to take over back there, right? You jump in. He's ready, so okay. if you fall asleep, we'll get you a pillow. We'll be okay. all good. I do snore, just so you know. <laughs> Not on air, man. I'll turn <laughs> I'll turn that off real fast. Rob, get the dump buddy ready. Or yeah, now we'll, we'll call it the snore button. We'll get that all ready. We yeah. are going to introduce our uh, advertiser and here for to announce a new partnership in a minute. But before we do that, I wanted yeah. to let you talk about your trip a little bit, Jeff. You found sports over in Prague, I, I believe. I did find sports over in Prague. Um, so uh, I decided to go to a hockey game, a Czech hockey game. Okay. So uh, did you find a lot of people that speak English for you there? I found uh, one. One. <laughs> Were they able to direct you to the bathroom, or how did you figure this all out? <laughs> uh, it was a pretty amazing person. Yeah. So, right. uh, but... Uh, so at the hockey game, yeah. Um, do you? By the way, before I get to, to the gift that I have for you, this is a so, great story so, you're telling so, right now. Yeah, I know. But before <laughs> I get to the gift that I have from you from the hockey game, uh, I just want to remind you: what did you bring me back from Hawaii? Nothing. Not even a suntan. So I thought we made this abundantly clear so, on the last so show. So how many Czech hockey players do you know? Jaromir Jagr. Very good. Can you name another? Uh, not on the air, but I can. Ready? So yeah. here's your lesson on famous Czech hockey players. So oh, you I, gave me a. Uh, so I got you. I got you a Russian nesting doll. Oh, that's really uh, cool. So t- tell us who the f- no, no, no. Who's the first one? Uh, Garmir Yager. Yeah. And then you open it up. Oh, Jake Voracek. Yes. Oh, this is no. Very it's cool. Jakob Voracek. Jakob Voracek. And then that's Jacob Jakob Verana. Oh, look at See? you. Look at. Aren't, aren't you loving this? This is awesome. So who's that one? 88, no name on it. Yeah, there oh, is. Pas- David Pasternak. Yep, and then you, there's a little tiny one inside. That, oh, in there? No, they're inside each other. That's the whole point. I'm bad at this game. <laughs> Don't you know that? Uh, Hurdle, Thomas Hurdle? Yeah, Look see? Look at that. This so, is really cool. Yeah, so that that's that's so, that's for you and your son to play with. So clearly, you're not too bitter that I didn't get you any gifts. No, I thought that you would like that. You know, a little little hockey and bring it. You know, they actually had one of the flyers. Really? Yeah, but I figured you'd like this one. And more. you encountered somebody who was a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, too. Yes, I did, and I encountered Who somebody. went to Ohio State. <laughs> How do you manage no, to we're do not, that? No, we're not going to talk about that. But, <laughs> I, but, I, but I also met a Capitals fan. Okay. Yep. Fans from all over the world. Uh, all I'm going to say is, is that uh, Prague can be a magical city. So you had a great trip. I did. I'm glad you returned. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe you wouldn't show up for today's show, not come <laughs> back, extend your trip a little bit. Uh, yeah. Luckily for our navigation, I still know how to get here. Well, you texted me from the plane with a bunch of stories, and I yeah. thought you were going to text like, hey, I decided to stay longer. You got to do the show by yourself <laughs> I almost did or? by accident, but that's because it takes three hours to get through customs, and then you almost miss your plane. But Oh, that would have made for some fun stories, too. You do that next time. <laughs> what, purposely miss my plane? Go for or it. Or get arrested at customs? Look, you were telling me that I need to take one for the team. Yeah. If you're really dedicated to the show, yeah. you would get caught a get, You want me to get arrested for the show. That That's your idea of fun. Sounds like a good Wait, time. Are you going to gonna bail me out on air? No, not at all. Oh. I'm just going to let you talk about it. Thanks. Nope, all right. Let's let mo- you sit there. Let's move on to somebody more so interesting I'm, than us. I'm glad you decided to come back, though. Yes. Thank you very much for the gift. Um, I still suck for not getting you a gift from yeah, Hawaii. That's okay. I'm sure that'll come up for the next couple of years on the show. Uh, we are excited to have Kate Gibbs here from the Engineers Labor Employer Operative ELAC 825 in studio. We're really excited to to be partnering with you guys for this year. 
Uh, we're going to do some special things together along with you guys advertising on the show, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you all do? Sure. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, again, I'm Kate Gibbs with the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative. We're a labor management fund representing the operating engineers, Local 825. So we represent both the labor, which are our members, as well as the management, which are the signatory contractors who employ uh, our members. So we focus on economic development, workforce development, and investments in infrastructure to create building opportunities. Because if things aren't being built, then we don't get to the conversation of if they're going to be built union or not, or not union. Um, so there is a real intersection between all those things that some people don't realize. Um, and most of our advocacy that we do is really targeted to very niche audiences. And so um, one of the ways that we can promote the use of union uh, building and construction and the things that we do uh, is by doing some of this more, uh, you know, broad-based marketing. And that's uh, why we thought it'd be great to partner with you guys. Well, we are very excited to have it. There, there are some things where sports and the union intersect a little bit. Uh, I always joke with your your leadership about their sponsorship for some of the, the field goals at the games and uh, you guys also, you we're going to do some special segments because a lot of your members build some of the stadiums that we go to. So we'll Absolutely. talk a little bit about stadium construction with your leadership in. Um, lots of your members are fans of different teams, and we'll do some stuff with fandom and, and have a good time with it and really give us the opportunity to, to get to know you and, and thank you for your support of what we're doing. Yeah, there's so many ways um, that our members and, and all union um, members in construction really touch our lives every single day. Um, and when you talk about the intersection with sports, you know, the stadium that, that you go to, uh, you know, if you take the speed line or you take the, the train up, up north um, or the roads and bridges that get you here, all those things um, are built by our members and our contractors. So, you know, everything, the energy that it takes to keep your, your beers cold and all those things. Uh, That's important. Yes, yes. absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice of you to join the show, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm what, glad you heard no, something that no, interests you there. My, the squeaky wheel inside of my head is actually thinking, since they sponsor field goals, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I think that you should have to go out and kick a field goal. All right, so for background for you guys, Jeff's uh, They don't need background. Is, you have to say yes. ...is to find ways to embarrass me and show off my lack of athletic skill. So far, the only acceptance he's gotten is from the Bluecoats who let us try out for the team. We did both survive, though Jeff got dunked on which made awesome Whoa. video. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on, Captain Revisionist History here. Well, I barely survived, L- but I survived. Last, last time, I you survived because you did the stretching and then stopped. I'm just going to point out that I the coach still games. didn't say that I didn't make the team, okay? Yeah, I'm but just saying. I, I powered through and played a game. You did. You did. You were definitely better than me. Yeah. So Jeff tries to find ways to embarrass me. So I don't have um, to try. <laughs> I mean, I do that on my own. Well, I was wondering if you invited me here just so you could have a guess that you're taller then. Uh, well, uh, yes, it helps. <laughs> it definitely helps. Um, Jeff and I often joke about my lack of height, so I appreciate but, you balancing it out. But height does not matter for kicking field goals. No, you, it you doesn't. Sh- so you should accept this challenge. But I do have good coaches. I know a bunch of field yes goal kickers, no. actually. No, definitely not. You will not try to kick a field goal. I will pull a groin or a hand hamstring the second i step on that field there is no way i am challenging Look, you to thing. try to kick a 35 my yard wife field is going to have our second kid in two months i need to be able to walk and by doing that that will not happen and uh, are you, you will have to me? deal with you her over that you won't kick a try to kick a 35 yard field goal no why not because i want to walk 
it's, it's very it's simple. It's kicking one field goal. Okay, so go for it. Go outside, Mister. I can do everything. Yeah, you're you're on this. I haven't slept in eight days. Go outside, stretch, and kick a field goal. I didn't we'll get say on that. do it today. We'll get right on that for you. Oh, do you, do you see that? He won't even try. See, he's really not a team player. Yeah. He, he wants me to do it, but he uh, won't. If you he do, won't it, do it, I'll do himself. it. Oh, why? What is that kind of garbage? Last time I checked, I slept outside all night. Yeah, I didn't join you for that and you, did, and you bailed on Let's that Let's not one. go into who's right. more committed to the show, because you definitely do more than I do. <laughs> but So, Kate, you're also a football fan yourself. I am. You going to be someplace good watching the game on Sunday? On my couch. Uh, although I have to say, every time I go to an Eagles-Giants game, the Eagles win. So okay. I was there. So we have to make sure that you go to the Eagles Giants games. So I went there, and I I, w- I said this before I went was you know lifelong Eagles. Thank fan. you for making this possible that that's, I can celebrate this weekend. That's my point. You know this is all brought to you by Kansas oh, and my you luck. sponsored the you <laughs> sponsored this playoff. Look, yeah. she's she's sponsoring the playoff run. It's good by me. And uh-huh. who are you picking this weekend? I gotta say the Eagles. You gotta say the Eagles. Jeff and I will break down the game in a little bit after you guys try and beat the traffic out of here out of the studio. Um, but no, we're, we're really excited that you guys decided to come in and, and that we can do this this year with you and, um, let some of our listeners know a little bit about your members and what you guys do and, and get to partner and do this. So yeah, thank you so much. Local 825 is kind of unique in that we cover the entire state of New Jersey. Um, and so, uh, you know, we have partnerships with other sports teams and I'm as somebody from South Jersey and a lifelong Eagles fan, I'm really excited. There you to- go. We're getting into the Philly market. Yeah, don't you absolutely. worry. Uh, we'll keep pushing it. So, so do you pushing. go see Eagles Giants game up at, in the Meadowlands? This most recent one, yes. Did but you I've, wear your Eagles jersey? Well, she was. She had to be there for work. I had to be there for work, <laughs> so. So she she couldn't really show her colors, but uh, she was she was there in spirit. Yeah. Don't worry, and it, it helped us out. Mm-hmm. Jeff, you excited? It's gonna for? be it's gonna be a good year. For I want to hear about the stadium for construction. Us? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I I can't wait to hear about that because um, it's really interesting all the different roles that your members play. So. Uh, it'll be fun to have you guys in later as we go through the year, and we'll have a lot of different opportunities to have a little fun together. So, well, thank you so much. Thanks, thanks for, for coming in. Us. Jeff, why don't we uh, get to the Eagles a little bit real All right. fast. Good. Did you watch any of the game while you were there? Well, you know, you, we were going to do some music, remember? We were going to do the MASH theme song. Except for well, I don't yeah, think that people except, will know what it except is. Except you told me that I was too old and that... I would never tell you you were too old for anything. Never. I would never say that. Not on the air, not repeatedly, not every week on the show. I would yeah, never say uh, anything every, like that. Every day that I've known you. Look, you could put up a Facebook poll and let me the, know. The fact is this team is a MASH unit. They are a MASH unit. Yes. And, and just for people who don't know what that means, it's a mobile uh, army surgical hospital. Jeff wanted which, to play the intro from the song from the 70s, and I, I didn't think that all of our listeners would know. And so he started asking people in the studio if they knew it. And did not get the response that he was looking for, <laughs> and therefore is not playing the song on uh-huh. the radio. Anyway, the Eagles beat the Giants. I bet you if I go back to the Czech Republic, they all know. They will know because what it they is. think it's a new show. So the Eagles are only the seventh team to reach the playoffs after being five and seven. Right. Last week they had no Zach Ertz, who had a lacerated kidney along with his fractured rib. We'll see whether he gets to play. He's not I don't cleared know. yet. How, yeah, how do you get cleared for a lacerated kidney? He's not cleared yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you get cleared for that, but... Wait, if he hasn't been cleared by today... 
He's I, been walking through at practice. He's not cleared for contact. Well, yeah, but there's a big difference with a lacerated kidney between standing upright and and actually getting drilled, getting by tackled a guy. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah that's it's, a different. It's a different type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, Lane Johnson was not there last week. We'll uh-huh. see whether he's able to come back this week. Still has an ankle problem. Yeah, but his compadre on on the offensive line's out. Brandon Brooks gone right. for the season. He's gonna have to have sh- uh, surgery on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's a big loss for this team. They lost Miles Sanders early with an ankle injury. It looks like he's going to play this week. And Jordan Howard's going to play. Well, Jordan Howard was dressed last week. Yeah, but but more importantly, I believe Evander Holyfield's son son is on the (laughs) roster now. Look, after Sanders and Brooks left the game. Right. Did you weep? The Eagles were playing. No, no. Did you weep? No, it's. You still thought they were going to win? Because it was the Giants. Well, yeah. That, that's okay. So that's the thing with this team. Yeah, you go into the playoffs and you're you're the hot team with momentum. You've won four in a row. Who the, the Eagles? Eagles? I, I would not. But call all them four up. of those games that, against those teams that need new coaches now. Right. And so, how good is this team? Yet Seattle was ten and two to is, start is this Doug season. Is Doug Peterson the only coach left in the, in the NFC yes. East? Yes, he's the long, the longest, the second <laughs> no, longest is tenured. He currently, the only head coach. No, Ron Rivera has been hired. He is oh, the second oh, longest right. tenured coach. So in a the couple NFC days East ago, right he was the only coach in the NFC. Yes, yeah. and he's he's look, he's thrived. I mean, look at what the team has done to come back from. Well, this season. I would not call this year thriving, but I can't blame him for well, the, no this massive number. Two thousand seventeen, he thrived yeah. and. Look, his team clearly did not quit on, quit on so him. So, by the way, how hard would you laugh if Jason Garrett now gets signed by the, as the head coach of the Giants? Oh, I'm going to get to who I think the Giants will consider, but I would not be surprised at all. And I saw a bunch of Giants fans posting how they're concerned that the Giants have an opening and Jason Garrett is unemployed right now. I, I really don't get that. Why, why would you want him? You have a whole portfolio of him being a mediocre coach. What makes you think going to the Giants would somehow help them go to the next level of of mediocrity. There's lots of people I would rather have other than Jason Matt Garrett. Ruhle. I didn't understand what the It's Matt Rule or bust for the Giants is what it is. I'll give you the sleeper, Bill Belichick. You don't think he's going anywhere. I think they're all gone in New England. I don't think Belichick the was there. He was on those Giants Super Bowl teams. Maybe he's got he a can, quarterback may, and a running maybe, back there. Maybe he could sign with the Jets and actually stay more than a week. <laughs> I, I'm, maybe. I'm, I'm just saying, well, I mean, the Jets are keeping their coach. They're keeping Adam Gase. Oh, you, th- oh you think if Bill Je- Belichick called and said, hey, this time I actually want to sign and stay? I don't think they're making they a move fly, right now, and I don't think he would go to the Jets. Heartbeat. But I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick is there. They, they talked to Mike McCarthy. You would think that they would go with somebody who can develop that quarterback, mm-hmm. see what they have there. Uh, but look— the NFC is going to get better by subtraction just because those three teams are going to have new coaches. So the talent that's in this league... They can't get worse. Well, they can't get worse, but they can get significantly Th- this better. Was a put- this was by far the worst division in football this year. Not talent-wise. The no, way that they played... Record-wise. The talent on the wise. Dallas team, their record is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just You can't have that. So you know we could talk about the Eagles. Right now they have 16 undrafted players on the roster this week that are going to play in this game. So to me here's the most interesting thing that I've heard about the Do you realize this is Carson Wentz's first playoff game? Yep. Which is why How I crazy think is that? Which is why I think it's so important that they made the playoffs and I don't care that it's at 9 and 7. Just that your young quarterback can get that experience, get that out of the way of a first playoff game. Look, he became He's the first He's been in the league a long time four to say years. That, yeah, to say He's that became he the first quarterback experience. in NFL history to throw over 4000 yards in a season mm-hmm. without having a 500 yard receiver. 
I mean, the weapons or lack thereof. Look, since August 31st. He had weapons. They just all got hurt. Since August 31st, Boston Scott, Josh Perkins, Greg Ward, Deontay Burnett, and Robert Davis, the receivers from last week, were cut a combined eight times off four teams. Last Sunday, they had 16 catches for 225 yards. That just means they're hungry. Well, right? They're they're back to their hungry dog underdog stuff. They're they're an oh, underdog for this no. game. The, oh yeah, you're gonna hate coming it out this weekend. Well, I don't know if the mask. I'm sure NBC will have that on their commentary because it's the lowest denominator of the marketing. And hungry can, dogs can, can, and underdogs, and they're they're underdogs by between a point and a half and two and a half. They opened as a one point favorite. All right, so so I'm. Uh, I'm entitled to be cranky based on <laughs> on my traveling, even more than my normal entitlement to say, cranky. Crankiness. I was going to say you claim that even so, when you don't travel, the entitlement to be cranky. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a pet peeve, and this is not going to be a pop- popular pet peeve r- around these parts. Okay. okay. The, the Eagles chant. Oh, you don't like it at games. No, at Eagles games, it's perfectly. You don't. Fine. Yeah, I'm saying you don't like it at okay, other games. So, so you weren't doing it at the Czech Republic games. No. Come on, you know you were there at that <laughs> hockey game leading chat, Jeff. So nobody knew what you were doing. So they thought you were the I, crazy guy in the I stands. Went, I was at the the Sixers Bucks game, and, and like maybe ten minutes into the game. Oh, the Christmas Day one. The, yeah, the Eagles chant started. Now you're in a Sixers game. You're supposed to be rooting for that team. Can't you say the Eagles? Don't worry, we're going to get to the Sixers. Oh, I know. But, <laughs> at this point, they but, need lots of Eagles I, chants. No, they people don't. aren't cheering for other uh, things there. <laughs> we right. got we got plenty of. The, I got Randall on the other side of the glass. So, so you're going to actually game. be at the game, right? I am going to go to the game. Um, How nervous are you? I am actually less nervous than I was against the Giants. Why? Because the Seahawks are, had to bring Marshawn Lynch out of retirement for, because, because they ran it would have been backs? the most Eagles thing there was to beat Dallas and then lose to the Giants. And so I kept thinking that that's what would happen. Why? Because I think that the Eagles as a team and a defense play different at home. That's number one. Uh, They've given up only 16 points at home over the last three years. Doug Peterson and the Eagles are one of the top teams at home. I think that's significant. Seattle is disappointed. They're flying across country. They did not want to play in this game. Frankly, I thought that it should have been pass interference. Marshawn Lynch should have been on the one, and it should have been a touchdown. Instead, they throw from the six after they get a delay a game penalty, get stopped on the two-inch line, and now have to fly across country and play in a wild card game. Well, that's not the first time the Seahawks got stopped about the two-inch line, is it? No, it's, it's the story of their team. Uh-huh. At the same time, they lost their middle linebacker, Michael Kendricks, in the game last week. Uh, they are Former without Eagle. they are without their top three running backs already this season. Right. Their left tackle, Brown, has been out. He'll likely be out again this week. So I think that there's lots of reasons why the Eagles can be in this game. I by, by worry the, by the a way, lot about the Eagles secondary. So by the way, since you wrote me into this fantasy football You stuff, won. Yeah, I won despite the fact that my running back, Chris Carson, got hurt right before the finals. Oh, but you survived. Yeah, I did. By the way, Robert writes, how do you get a delay game there if you're the Seahawks? I wondered the same thing. That was embarrassing. Pete Carroll is not a good game day coach. Well, he never has been. A good I hope game he drops the ball when they're here he's in Philadelphia. He's a good coach, but he's not a he's not a he's not a guy that makes adjustments on the fly. The Eagles have been underdogs in each of their last six postseason games. In their previous five outings, they're four and one. No other team has more than against one the win. spread or or against the spread. Against. Oh, who cares? It's the playoffs. What does the spread? No, matter? no, straight up in the game. Oh. They've won four or five games where they've been underdogs in the playoffs. Now, my concern is the Eagles' secondary against DK Metcalf, who has had a lot of drops himself. Yeah, 
So, look, the Eagles' defense and secondary has benefited from players that have been open dropping the ball for the last few weeks. Well, they've also benefited from Ronald Darby not playing now. Well, he will continue to be out. Uh, Tyler Lockett concerns me. But if I'm Seattle, I'm concerned about the Eagles' defensive line against their uh, offensive line. If Russell Wilson doesn't have time in the first matchup, the Eagles had six sacks against him. That's the most that Seattle's given up all season. Last week, he was under pressure all game against San Francisco. The Eagles defensive lines played some of their best football the last few weeks, and they don't have a really solid running back. They got Marshawn Lynch and a six-round draft pick right, right now. Over under back. on yards for Marshawn Lynch? Um, 35. Uh, I say 62. Uh, under that. They're only bringing him in in short yardage situations at this point. Yeah, we'll see. So I don't. I mean, maybe he gets it. He had one run in the game. That's the difference, though. Did they, you see his first press conference? Yeah, he stepped in, said what was a few it, words, sixteen seconds, stepped out. Didn't have very much to yeah. say at all. Um, you know, I don't know. How do you feel about the game? The problem is, is that the Seahawks have, in my mind, a Hall of Fame quarterback. I believe that Russell Wilson is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I agree with you. And, and Russell Wilson, in, in the moment, is one of the guys that if I'm an opponent, I don't want to be facing him in the playoffs. I agree with and, you. And so that, to me, would be the biggest concern. Yeah, they don't have a running game now. Um, and I think that hurts Russell Wilson to some extent. But Russell Wilson is such a diverse quarterback in what he can do in the pocket, outside the pocket, and I think he does have a bunch of talented receivers, even though they have a drop problem. I mean, you also have Tyler Lockett. These are some some good receivers that he has. And, and I, I don't know if the Eagles secondary can stay with them. You well, know, you're the, throwing Russell Douglas out on Tyler Lockett. That, uh -huh. that ain't going to fly. And DK Metcalf is a big guy. So He is. And Malcolm Jenkins in the first matchup played sort of a, a linebacker safety type spy position a little bit on him. So... You'll see whether they come out and do it again. You know I'm no fan of Jim Johnson as a defensive coordinator. I think he's playing for his job, frankly. I think he's coaching for his job this week. Who? Jim Schwartz. You said Jim I said Johnson. Jim Johnson, didn't I? And I'm the old guy. Well, I, I long nice for the going. Day, I long for the I would have let it slide if you Jim didn't Johnson make the, the old jokes. I think Jim Schwartz is coaching for his job this week. He's, um, he's one of the candidates that's being considered supposedly for the Giants job. Take him. Take him, take if you micro. Remember, he was considered two years ago. Take him, take micro. I'm fine with new coordinators. Wow, look I'd, at you. I'd like to see more development out of my players. Look at you, off with their heads. Look, it's it's the new year. You should be happy, festive. Your team's in the playoffs. I've been consistent about it, right? All right. So then, what then? What's your prediction? Eagles uh, 20, 2017. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close matchup. Field goal at the end. Randall on the other side of the glass thinks the Eagles are gonna lose. Robert, what do you think? You think the Eagles are going to win, Jeff, your pick? Uh, I'm saying 21-14 Seattle. Okay. You're Mr. Fun. Thanks for being a downer. That's cool. You want me to be honest or no. do you want me to I just don't want you to be up? honest. I want you to I want you to be rah rah. Well, why don't do you think honest. that we, would it make you feel better if I just we, we rewind this and I'll just make up a prediction? Not particularly. Okay, well then. Uh NFL ratings are up a lot this season. Yeah. Um the one thing that I found interesting, so they're up four and a half percent. What's your theory? All right. They're up. For, well, you know, gambling. Uh, uh, that's my theory. No, you, you, you but that's gambling. my theory on a lot of it is that people are watching because they have interest in fantasy and, and right. legalized sports betting. But in week 16, the NFL Network had a triple header that had their best day ever. And despite that, their ratings were down 8% this year. That's the Thursday night game. And so uh -huh. 
a lot of the Thursday night games air on the NFL Network. Right. In the only other one they oh, had, oh, so you're saying the Thursday night is an is indicator dra- is dragging them down is eight percent lower this year, right? For the ratings, every other network had ratings that were higher. Hmm. Well, NBC but, had, but their not best everybody point. gets the NFL network. NBC, had I mean, their, to be fair, I mean, I like no, to, but the people who do their ratings were down. Okay, so th- that's only people who actually have a subscription for that. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I buy that, but but. I, look, you know my theory. I, get rid of Thursday night. NBC football. had their best regular season since 2015. CBS and Fox each had their best regular season since 2016. And since September, NFL games make up 47 of the top 50 most recently most watched shows on American television. Mm-hmm. There is no competitor to the NFL right now. I mean, you, you see basketball struggling with their ratings declining with load management issues and other things. Other leagues that are trying to figure it out. The NFL just keeps pumping it out. All right, you're not you're not into ratings. No, you hate ratings. Talk talk to me about coaches. Jason Garrett's out. <laughs> there are a lot of availability. Ron Rivera is in in Washington. Yeah. Uh, who do you think ends up in Dallas? In Dallas, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know if I buy the whole Urban Meyer thing. I think they make a run at Lincoln Riley. I think they they want him. Who's well, who's the Arkansas coach? Whoever the Arkansas coach is, probably who Jerry Jones wants. He's <laughs> yeah, an Arkansas probably. guy. Probably. That's how. That's why he ended up with Jimmy. It was Johnson. Houston Nutt. I don't think it's him anymore. Why did it take them so long to make a decision? I don't know. Like, like he's been there for. A I mean, decade. they made it. They made it. Th- well, he's been there longer than that. Remember, right. he so, was their so, backup quarterback. So why did they have to have a meeting a and then another meeting? Three meetings. Like, how hard is this? For they had three meetings to decide. It just he's goes not to show you that that team will never be successful as long as Jerry Jones is in charge, because all it is is about Jerry Jones. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a problem. I, I mean, for for a guy who. Who is supposedly smart, made a lot of money being smart. It makes no sense to me that he can't figure out that he needs to get out of his own way. Does he want to win or does he not want no, to win? No, he wants because to. He, he, wants they, to, he can't do it. He wants to run it all. He doesn't. Good. Then keep doing it and we can all laugh. Look, I'm cool with that. Browns fire Freddy Kitchens. Come on. Give now, me some I, Browns love. I, so I, I did run into some Cleveland people give, too while I was there. What? And, and everybody hated Freddy Kitchens. Nobody could figure out John why this Dorsey guy was also gone in Cleveland. And by the way, so that rumor came up today again was Urban Meyer to the Browns because it was the Ohio. See, that would make thing. more sense to me. Why? The I Ohio. think uh, yeah, no, but Urban's got such a he's got such an ego. He's going to want to go to the. Hey, biggest that's your job. boy. You took a picture with him two that's weeks my ago. Boy, he's not my boy. <laughs> uh, Matt Rule declined an interview with the Browns. He doesn't want to go. Yes, there. but but he did not decline an interview with the, with Giants. the Giants. And I think that. Matt, it's Matt Rule's job if he wants it. If he wants it. Yes. Do you think he wants it? I think he does. The question is, see, I don't understand a lot. Like, guys who are really successful college football coaches, I I understand that some people want to try to challenge themselves. But it's it's a different game. The players are different once they get paid. I know, college players get paid too, but... (laughs) (laughs) It, it's a, it's a different game, and when you can develop something like Matt Rule has developed at Baylor, you can you can build a dynasty. You can you can if you can just keep rolling. And for some reason, Baylor is now the school instead of University of Texas in Texas. You know, it used to be Texas and everybody else. Remember the reason that they had that that Oklahoma Texas didn't fans wanna, won't like hearing that from you. Well, but uh, remember, Oklahoma didn't want to be another like Nebraska didn't want to be in the same conference as Texas because it was basically the. University of Texas network as, as opposed to like the Big Ten network for the Big Ten and the Big East network. So 
But I don't think Texas is the school right now. I think that Matt Rule has made Baylor the school in Texas that kids want to go to. So once once you develop that, do you really want to go and then go to the pro, pros and and you know have a three year career and then be looking for a job again? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, it's it's two years now. A lot of these teams you get before you they they kick you out. But don't you know? Right. Don't forget, Matt Rule was be the beginning of the the Temple run of coaches of successful co- coaches that have come out of Temple, and people should not forget Temple has has really cultivated a, a reputation of of grooming good coaches who go on to even better careers. An odd quirk in the playoff schedule this weekend in that you have two AFC games on Saturday, two NFC games on Sunday. I guess that happened because New England Who ended cares? up losing. Why does that matter? It just doesn't normally happen. You normally I know, have but one why each do, Why day. do they care? I don't know. Like, well, it's just a game. You really like, are cranky. Like, the conferences really matter at this point? Well, they do. Yeah. Bills at Texans, Saturday at 435. What do you think is the best game of the weekend? The best game and of don't, the don't weekend. Don't tell me. Don't give me the homer answer, Seahawks-Eagles, because it is not the best game. And because half of their team, for both teams, is out. So, I don't know, because... I think the Titans-Patriots has the potential to be really good, but the weather could be really bad there. I don't know. I, I, I really like the Bills-Texans game. Okay. I, just think it's, I think it's an interesting game. I think Josh Allen has, has quietly become a better quarterback than a lot of people had predicted he would be. I think the Bills team is a solid team, and I think the Texans, you know, J.J. Watt's coming back this week. He is. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, is, is this something that's kind of a, a morale thing, or is J.J. Watt really ready? Houston is a two and a half point favorite, low over under at forty three point five. Who do you think wins that game? I think the Texans win that game. You think Texans? So and you don't and, think and, the and Bills by the way, if they don't, there's another uh, vacancy. Oh yeah. If if, the, if, if, Tex, if the Texans don't make it to the AFC Championship game, he's definitely gone. he's gone. Yeah, he's there's he's only so, go at that point because you know if you look at him, he's he's made quietly made the playoffs a lot there, but. When you think of Bill O'Brien, do you think successful coach in the NFL? No, because they get eliminated every year. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting that that if you look at his record on paper, it's pretty good, but for some reason, he when you think of him, you, you don't your gut reaction isn't that's a good coach. Patriots a five point home favorite Saturday night against the Titans over Could it forty four and a half. Could it be Tom Brady's last game as a Patriot? I don't think it will be, but I don't think this is a good matchup for the so, Patriots. So you told me you thought that Bill Belichick may be gone after. Oh, I think Tom Brady's gone. Wait, I just asked you, is this Tom Brady's last game? Oh, you're thinking he's going to make it to the next round. Yeah, that's okay. why I would say that, because okay. I, I can't pick against them, but I think he's gone. And I, look, I'm San Diego is a nice landing spot for a California boy. I'm just saying. Just I know saying. you hate San Diego, but you know he's he's looking for something later in his career. They're going to move on from Phillip Rivers. They're going to have to draft somebody. So so the, the question, if you're a team that's going to take on Tom Brady, is... Can you still draft a young quarterback, or is Tom Brady going to run that guy out of town? I don't know. I mean, he has to accept that role at this I point mean, in his career. Bill, He's, what, 43 Bill, years if old? If Bill Belichick had his way, Jimmy Garoppolo would be still on the Patriots, and he would be set up for a, another run once Tom Brady was gone. Without a doubt. Right. And he probably wouldn't be leaving because uh-huh. he'd have a quarterback there. Yeah. But instead, they moved on. So you think the Patriots win, or you think Titans win? Uh, I'm going with the Titans. I want like that? I want to pick them because yeah. I think that Derrick Henry is going to give them real problems. But I have a hard time picking against Patriots. Could you have predicted that Marcus Mariota would not be the quarterback and they would make the playoffs? And that it would be a, a Ryan Tannehill leading them? You want to talk about a, a tough pick right there that, that did not pan out for them. I mean, I guess they'll move on from him now. 
Um, oh, they definitely move. Vikings why why at, wouldn't they? Vikings at the Saints, Saints seven and a half point favorites. Uh, the Saints in New Orleans are tough. Uh, they just always play really well there. Uh, that would be my pick. Yeah, but you got you got you know. Randall's seven. giving me some sign language from other from the other side. Of the How class. many fingers is it? Two. Thankfully, oh, not one. Okay. Robert, what's he trying to say over there? Randall's got the Vikings right now. He's got the Vikings right now. Oh, you're a Vikings oh, fan. Good for him. Okay, Jeff, what do you got? Vikings or, or Saints? Saints. Saints. There's no, there's no way the Vikings. Are. What Kirk Cousins is going to lead them in in New Orleans to victory? Come on. I, I wouldn't bet on Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, no. But, there's no way that you put your money on Kirk Cousins. Uh, over under there's 49 and a half for those looking to play it with a seven and a half point <laughs> spread. And then the Eagles over under is 45.4. Yeah. Are, are you a guy that sits on wildcard weekend and watches all the games? These aren't particularly great games. So I mean, obviously, I'll watch the watch Eagles them. game. I think that if I had to choose the second game I was going to watch, if it was just one, I still believe it would be the Bills Texans. All right. Well, we'll talk more about that and everything else. Why don't we hit a break and then we'll delve into the Sixers, let you lose your mind a little bit. There Stick with us. Sports lets people live their dreams, overcome obstacles, and achieve goals. But what's your unimaginable? Do you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself? To push your limits? The A Fatty clothing brand believes we're all capable of going far beyond we previously imagined to overcome your obstacles and achieve your goals. Life gives you the chance to push harder, to dream bigger, and to do whatever it takes to conquer the unimaginable. And to do it with A Fatty on you, the original street leisure clothing brand. Taking you into the weekend with the latest news in the world of sports. With the biggest names on and off the field. It's the Heart of Sports each and every Friday at 4 p.m. on 610 ESPN with former players, reporters, and commentators like Adam Schefter, John Runyon, Keith Jones, Trey Thomas, and Doug Glanville. Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen cover the agony and ecstasy of fandom while weaving in conversations about the impact of sports on society. That's the Heart of Sports, Fridays at 4 p.m. This is Dan Baker, public address voice of the Philadelphia Phillies, and you're listening to the Heart of Sports, with Jeff Cohen and Jason Springer. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. I'm just sitting here enjoying this little gift that you got me, Jeff. It's hours of fun for you. I feel you. like even more of a schmuck for not getting me a gift now, to be quite honest. I mean, I'll get over it, but, yeah. you know. I think you're already over it. Yeah, I, yeah. I am. Uh-huh. Um, Jeff, and, it, and it was educational. It was right? educational. You, you I, learned all of your Czech hockey players. I need you to... Put on your explaining cap. Okay. Explain the Sixers to me, Jeff. Yeah, no explanation. That is not what I was looking for. Okay. Did you ever see? I see. This is a visual, so it really I shouldn't be doing. You, it. So, don't do visuals. You ever on see the, the movie The Replacements? Yes. Okay. And so, what does the coach say that that, that the team, the their quarterback Heart. needs? Yeah. So if if I, if I had a visual right now, it would be rolling up a piece of paper and tapping on my chest because now now you have proof. Now, now there's no now people have every right to be angry because I went to that Bucks Sixers game on Christmas Day fully expecting the Sixers to lose for Giannis to show you expected everybody. them to play the way they did against the Pacers well but yeah no but hold on but so I expected to go and and see Giannis just dominate and and Ben Simmons to be shown as what Ben Simmons should look like, which to me is I've said this before is Giannis and Ben are very similar in in body build, in the way they came into this league, and and the potential that they have. 
And if you look at Giannis is what could happen if you apply yourself and do it. And Ben is, is stubborn Ben who is only does what he's comfortable doing. And to me, you can never be great unless you challenge yourself all the time. And so what happens in that game? They were blowing them out to the point that we had to listen to Eagles chance by, you know, halftime in the third quarter. And, and nobody predicted that the Sixers were going to do what they did. And if you listen to Shaq and, and, and Charles and people after the game, they were all shocked at, you know, this. But what they weren't shocked on and what, what's surprising me is, first of all, I left the country on a high. It was like, hey, they just destroyed the Bucks. Here they go. They left the country and didn't win a game against really bad teams. Okay? And that's heart. There is no way that should happen. And there is no explanation for it at all, except they're going to show up. I mean, I guess what you could look forward to is you hope that the big stage is the only time they can get motivated and that they're saving themselves for the playoffs and that we're going to see consistently in the playoffs what we saw against the Bucks on Christmas Day. My fear is that's not what's going to happen because you can't just switch it on and switch it off that easily. And Ben Simmons has done some, you want to talk, can we talk about this now? Sure. It's been driving me nuts. Sure. Okay. So all, all we, I, I, I've told you when I go down to practice, Ben can shoot threes. He can definitely shoot shorter shots than threes. Ben goes into a game and now it appears that Ben is purposely not shooting. Threes. On December 8th, Brett Brown said, Set it I here. want you to shoot one three pointer per game. Yeah. But, how, but who did he direct it to? His agents. Since then, yeah. how many free throws has he shot, Jeff? No, for three-pointers. Three-pointers. Three Since December 8th. December 8th. So we're almost, it's almost a month. Robert's behind the glass giving me a big zero, Jeff. A big fat zero. Zero. Not one How is that possible? Is, is that literally Ben saying, uh, Brett, bleep you, I'm not doing it because you said it? Or is it Ben afraid to shoot three-pointers because... There's there's a theory that Ben won't do anything out of his comfort zone. You know, it's funny you say the word comfort zone. Yeah. Because that's Embiid's quote. Joel Embiid seemed like he was taking a shot at Ben when he said, we just got to look at ourselves and see what we can do individually. We got to help each other, even if it means being outside of your comfort zone for the greater good. Meaning that if you've got space to shoot it, you've got to do it. We need everybody to buy in and that and we'll be fine. We're going to be fine. You believe it? <clears throat> they're gonna be fine. I don't believe anything that comes out of Embiid's mouth at this point, because is that a shot at he, Simmons though? Yeah, but you know, but the problem <laughs> with Joel Embiid taking shots at other people is if you're gonna do that, glass houses, buddy, and 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 his glass house is pretty shaky. It is okay. So he hasn't exactly performed himself since. He's Since not Christmas the only Day. one questioning the team, though. Josh Richardson, after the loss on New Year's Eve, where they were embarrassed by the Pacers, shooting 6 of 29 from three-pointers, didn't hold back. He said, I don't think there's enough accountability in our locker room right now. I think that we've got some new guys who don't want to step on toes, including myself. I, like we, I feel like we kind of go play and don't compete as much. Right, because, because there's not a head coach running the team. And... and there, there's proof so does, now. So does Brown survive this? Like, at what point is that? Well, so, so I've, <clears throat> I've been looking at this, and the problem is, is you only have one coach on the bench who has any head coaching experience, right? That's Jim O'Brien. He's not getting. They're not going to fire Brett Brown to bring in Jim O'Brien to run the team. I don't think. 
So what are you going to do? And the problem is, is, is this that, a coaching thing or is it a player? No, thing? this is a cult. No, fit? this this is beyond that. To me, this is a culture thing. This this is the organization is allowed Embiid and Ben and their agents to run the team. They do what they want when they don't when they want, and and that's the way it's going to be. So you have two guys that are essentially prima donnas running this team, and not and if they're going to do that, then you want them to set the example. They're not setting the example. I like salty Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a new flavor, salty Jeff. It's a, but he, I don't I don't know how you. Uh, well, I I do think I know how to fix it. The problem is you, you didn't want to hear it when I was when I was railing you on this. You think it's time on, to my, move Simmons? I think it's time to move one of them. Okay. I don't think that they can function together. I think that they are bad for each other. I don't think they space the floor for each other. I think that Ben Simmons is, could be one of the top three talent, talented people in the league, but he will never be one of the top three players in the league until he decides to go out of that comfort zone, trust his shot, and, and do something other than just drive. We've been hearing this for a couple years now, and he's not doing it. Are the Sixers at a point where they believe they need to move one or the other? No, I don't think the Sixers believe it. So we're just going to continue to have pieces that don't fit together and everybody pulling their hair out. Yeah, and, and, the, and the other problem is is that you, unlike if you look at the, the, the salary breakdown of any other team, you're not, you're not going to see what you see with the Sixers. And the problem is the Sixers starting five essentially makes the entire salary of the team. So They're is all there a making move to be million. made because Al Horford hasn't fit in yet? Is there? Well, he's not going to. So are they going to realize that and move one of these players to try and get somebody that will fit in? I mean, you saw a story yesterday that wasn't true about C.J. McCollum and the team potentially being interested in him. That that was like a fake rumor online. Right. Uh, what do you think happens there at this point? I, I, I don't know what move they can make. and I think the only trade chip they're going to be willing to do anything with may well be Al Horford. Uh, I, the problem is they don't have enough. That what I was talking about with the salaries is because they're so top heavy on their top five, is that they don't have any, a lot of bench players that have value cap wise, and you have to match it up. So who are you going to go out and get that's that's making that's any good that makes ten to fifteen million dollars without giving up one of your starting five, because you don't have anybody else who's even close to that. So to me, the only guy that you can do it with, if they're not going to blow this whole thing up is Horford. It is Horford. And I don't know if they've devalued him because of the way they use him. What to me, what was frustrating with what the way that they've been using Hor Horford is Horford is not a power forward. First of all, Horford's strengths have always been playing down in the block, passing well out of underneath there and helping spread the floor. Well, how does, how do you do that by putting him in the power forward having him beat on the floor most of the time with him and and then having Ben Simmons who doesn't space it because he's not going out there and shooting he's slashing to the basket where two guys already are unless Embiid's standing out at the top of the key so it doesn't make sense what was frustrating to me was the game that that Embiid was out for whatever injury you want to call it I'm going to call it load management the other day is I'm thinking okay this is what I want to see I want to see whether or not Al Horford can go back to playing center and, and go back to doing the things that he did well in Boston. And what did the Sixers do? 
they put him in the lineup with Kyle O'Quinn. That made no sense to me. Exactly. I mean, I saw that starting lineup and said, what are you doing? You now have a chance that to let's let's just see what Horford looks like starting a game at center at hit the, at his comfort zone. And instead they put Kyle O'Quinn out there with him and that just created more problems with spacing. Why didn't they go a little smaller with that? They don't seem willing to go smaller. Well, they want to play monster ball. Well, it, but but even is that when a, it doesn't work, is that an organizational thing or is is that Brett Brown? Is, I, is Brett see, Brown? See, you know that incapable? better than me. You you go down there more. I am more of an observer from the outside, so I am hesitant to make a call on who that is. There is some kind of disconnect though, because none of this is getting better. And and I look, I I hate to say this because I. I personally like the guy, Kyle O'Quinn. I don't know what he's doing on this team. I really, I really don't know what purpose he serves on this team. He's blocking, he's blocking Pell, um, and I think Pell is a better version of Kyle O'Quinn. I th- and I think you know it's amazing. Nobody knew who Norvell Pell was. I mean, we did because we covered him last year when he was with the Bluecoats. He's exciting when he's in the game. He's a personality when he's in the game. He's not going to be a star, but he he's a good. Back up, and and I've been down at games where when he he'll he gets some exciting blocks, and he it, it's something off the bench, it's energy off of the bench. So you have him, and and by the way, there's another guy who could fill that role who also happens to be from Australia, Jonah Bolton, and I haven't seen him up here all season, and I don't understand why. What I do say is when I'm down at the games, is I want you to next time, I don't know if it comes across on TV, Kyle's not engaged with the game. In the game? When he's on the court or no, when he's off no. the court? No, when, 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 when there's a timeout, you know, you should be surrounding the coaches. They're drawing something up usually. He wanders off. He's watching them shoot T-shirts, and he's standing at half court with some other player and stuff, and I don't, but we're going around the edges. The real problem is Ben and Joel. And, no, but and but see, the ability to but see, yeah, but see, that's to me. If you had even Jimmy Butler here, that stuff doesn't go on. And it, 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 Jimmy and Ben couldn't get along. Fine. Uh, the, well, these guys are uh, obviously aren't getting along that well. If they're all Again, starting to criticize each other, I'm not saying other. one or the other. Do you, but do you think that there's complete harmony with all the quotes that you just read? No, there's a lot of frustration okay, coming so out from who, people so right now. So who in the locker room is going to to grab these guys? I mean, and I respect them a little more because at least these guys are putting their name on it. It's not anonymous no, quotes like you get from the Eagles. No, here here here's what's going on now. Everybody when it, when a ship starts, everybody's to ship, trying to protect themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's not leadership. Brett Brown basically said that that you're writing a pre <laughs> of the the failure that's about to come. People are out there trying to but the, tell but their that's own not, story. That's not what leaders do. No, leaders help people rise. And there is, I don't know who it is on this Sixers team that is that is going around and and helping his team rise to the occasion. Tell me who it is. I don't know. Well, nobody see, has assumed that role right you now. You watch every game, and the fact that you can say "I don't know" as quickly as you say it is 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 a condemnation because of this team. I ask the same question all the time: Who gets the ball at the end of the game? Who's the person that has I don't know. the ball in their I, hand? I keep hoping it's going to be Tobias, and then there'll be a game where Tobias looks like he has fire, and then there are a game. And I'm not telling you he doesn't have heart. What I'm telling you is Tobias is the kind of team player that will defer to other people. And what Tobias to me is the you only think he defers guy. too much though, way too much. 
I, I think that if Tobias walked into the locker room and says, this is my team, I think it becomes his team. But he, but he's, I don't think that's, I don't know if that's in his nature to be that way. Some people are leaders and some people are role players and some player, people are just team players. You know, I just don't know who it is on, and, and it's not Joel Embiid. He is not going to be the team leader. We've heard enough quotes from him over enough years to know that he's not going to be the guy to rise it. So then it was supposed to be Ben. It's not Ben. Ben won't do what's best for the team, even if it helps himself. It, th- this not shooting is is damaging it makes the no entire sense. team. So who who's left on it? It's not Richardson. I don't see him being a star. I don't. I don't see that move. Well, being I thought anything. Horford could play the role of a leader, he's, but, he's but he's not, not integrated in the team. No, enough. but see, Hor- Horford is, for lack of a better comparison, he might be the Chase Utley of of this team. He's he's a leader by example, but not by. But he voice. is not. He is not a vocal leader, and and you need somebody who's going to, when things are down, say. Guys, let's rise up. Let's go together. This is what we need to do. And, and do it in a positive way and call people out behind closed door if that's what they need to do. I don't see that going on. And I, I don't know if... I, actually, I do. There's nobody there that's going to do it. All right. Let's leave that there. Let's talk about a leader Why? who... I wasn't uh, making you all warm and fuzzy? Well, I mean, we can, but okay. you know, we only have a little time left in the uh, show. Right. There's more to talk about. Go ahead. A uh, leader who did pass away this week, David Stern, who took the NBA to heights that uh, it hadn't seen before. Any thoughts on him? I don't know that we well, could definitely for, do for, it justice in the time. No, we have, I know, so. but but there's so many things, and I don't think people can appreciate it. Um, I mean, from a business standpoint, do you realize there were like games on that would be on after the local news? Mm-hmm. Like playoff games. Yep. And, and and as a result of this, you know, everything's prime time now. Maybe a little too late for some of us, but... but it, everything. I mean, he. It, it also helped that during that time you had Magic and you had Bird and you had Dr. J and those things. But he did that. But there are other things that people don't really think about, and it was, it was those things. The I mean, dream he, team. He, well, not that. To me, it's the being the proponent of the WNBA. I mean, he didn't just the, the G League, the yeah, developmental I, league. I mean, he, he. There were there were so many things that that he did, and he was a brilliant sports mind. But I think that he also understood communities and I, I think that he understood kind of society and I think that the NBA became kind of a, a microcosm of of what we see around us seven teams joined while he was commissioner six relocated while he was commissioner <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yeah well, so they might some of those teams might be the same thing from 19 Vancouver Grizzlies from 1984 to 2014 the player's salary cap grew from 3.6 million under him to 59 million dollars television revenues jumped from 22 million to 930 million and franchise values went from 400 million in 1984 to 19 billion when stern retired i would say most significantly culturally uh along with what he did for the the view of the league from people was what he did with magic johnson when he announced he had hiv and inviting him to come and play and sort of trying to take on some of those concerns head on. And by the way, he did all of this stuff while still being a strong leader. It's yes. not it's not but like they had four lockouts under the NBA. He you know, when I he when was I tough sat when he needed to when be. I sat with Bud Selig, he was very dedicated to the good of the game concept. 
uh, David Stern had that same concept. He looked out for what was the good of the game. Yeah, but I think that I think the difference between Bud Selig and David Stern was was Stern was Stern. And yeah, he he was he's a much he was a much tougher leader when he needed to be. The problem with Bud was that that he I think he knew right and wrong, and I think he tried to do right all the time. But but I don't I never got the impression that he was the guy that was gonna to really go to war for what was right. And, and as evidence of that, you have you have the whole you know steroids era. Lots of tributes that came out this week, including Scott O'Neill owner of the Sixers who. Uh, Stern was a mentor for him. He had posted some nice thoughts out there as well. So uh, condolences to him and his family uh, on that. Jeff, did you watch any of the bowl games this season? This season? They're not over yet. I know. There's a couple left. There's yeah. actually one on now, the pota- the Idaho Potato Bowl. Ooh. It's being played right now. Ohio uh-huh. Who's in that, by the way? Ohio versus Nevada. Ooh, I bet that's a big uh, rating. Since you like to talk ratings, what's the ratings for that one? I don't know about that one, yeah. but ratings don't for you dare. the don't college football championship oh, okay. games were $21.2 million for Ohio State Clemson. That was the most watched semifinal, not on New Year's Day, up 9% from last year. The LSU Oklahoma blowout more than seventeen point two million, also up. Combined nineteen point three million vis- viewers, up six percent over last year. So my question to you is: the stat I don't see in here, okay, is has there ever been a championship game where both teams had the same nickname? I Ooh. thought for sure you would have that in there. Ooh. That is like such a you stat. Look at you. I know. So I, what is the answer? That I, I expect an answer by next week. I'll have to do research. Yep, uh-huh. Robert, can you help me with that research? Let alone two teams whose one of their primary colors right is purple. Yeah, see, see if you can Google, has there ever been a, two of teams of the same name that have ever in the championship played game. in the championship mm-hmm. game? It's going to be a good game. It really is. It should be a good uh-huh. game. I mean, look, LSU was dominant over Oklahoma. Yeah, is there any question who's going to be the first pick in the draft now? Joe Burrow, man. I mean... He looked Seven good. throwing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. He looked. Yeah, I was surprised they left him in the game as long as they did at that point. Uh, some of and, the other. And by the way, what happened? The great Lincoln Riley, who was supposed to be he, Oklahoma, had turned over a new leaf and had this improved defense. What happened? Joe Burrow to Oklahoma to them. And then look, that whole passing game this year. That passing game coordinator is going to turn a lot of heads. They they took him from the Saints and brought him to the the LSU Tigers. And they have really turned that around. Um, some other bowl games out there. Did you catch any of them? Minnesota beat Auburn. Sorry on your loss of Michigan to Bama. I said, don't you dare. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Oregon beat Wisconsin. Look, so no, but I do have I do have something good for you. What? Uh, Rutgers news. They have an offensive they, they coordinator. They hired a Big Twelve offensive coordinator, Oklahoma State's offensive coordinator, quarterback coach Sean Gleason is to be hired. Look, if Rutgers, your son ends up going there, you're going to be a big Rutgers fan like me soon. So. I don't know. He's got he's got LSU on on tabs now. now. Yeah, we can't quite compete on the football front there yeah. with them. Well, at least he's got somebody to root for. Hey, hey but before we go, would be we be remiss not to mention that we have an all star in the city now. Travis Konechny. Oh. How about that? Look, it's there is a bright spot with the Flyers. It's not their play lately. Yeah. <laughs> They're one and three on their current road trip. They've allowed 17 goals, 10 of them in the I first hate, period. Do you not hate this road trip? The, this, the, the Disney. I know you went to one of them. Yeah, I but, went to Disney on but, ice. But so. it is so Thankfully, frustrating. Thankfully, I didn't go to the one that they canceled on Sunday because of Why? the Eagles game. 
they canceled There were it? three shows on Sunday at the Wells Fargo Center that they canceled because of the mess that's going to be down there at the lots. For the oh, it was to be this, supposed to be this Sunday. This Sunday was the last day of Disney wow. on Ice down there. Thankfully, I took my son on New Year's Eve. Like, do they really need to have that many shows of Disney on Ice? Man, let I mean, me tell you. I mean, they basically just take over the arena. Something. We have no flyers for they like three weeks. They would have sold and... you anything in that arena. Oh, they... so how much of it, speaking of which, sucker, how much did you buy? My wife only bought one thing for him. No, I didn't say her. She's the smart one. How much did you buy? No, nothing. We got really? him one thing. Wow. We found out that you could bring in your own snacks, so we had food. He wanted like a Mickey. <laughs> Please, he wouldn't have eaten the snacks in the stadium anyway. Why? Because he's picky. He like doesn't that. like chicken and peach fries. No, not get a, out. He's not. He's not even three yet. So, so that he's doesn't not quite stop there. a kid from that. But the, man, they're walking around. They do an intermission. It's like coloring books, five dollars. Snow cones, twenty dollars. Light, Sucker. light with bubbles. Oh my god, uh-huh. they'll sell everything there. Flyers are struggling though. Twenty-two and fourteen and five at the midpoint with forty-nine points. Yeah, they're two. They're in the second wild card spot right now for the playoffs. Right. Um, they're gonna be <clears> fine. You think they're going to be fine? Yeah, I, I look. You know, there, there's a couple guys that are still hurt. Um, I mean, I really hope Nolan Patrick gets back soon. Uh, I don't know when he's going to get on the ice again. Still dealing with the migraines. Yeah, because because I think that would, I think that's just a piece that they're missing, and I think that he's the kind of guy. Oscar Lindblom could, going down hurt them a lot. Yeah, that that did hurt a lot um, emotionally uh-huh. and just from the play on the on the ice there. And, and you know, give the Flyers credit for the, the, the way that they're handling it. I mean, it's it's just another way that, you know, we see sports teams kind of contributing to society and the way that they're supporting Oscar and the way that they're supporting the cause. It's, I was going to say, it's the opportunity that comes out of a, a terrible situation to raise awareness for what the situation is and for the other people that are that are fighting with it. Yeah, but once I think once the Flyers get done with this road trip, I think you'll see the, the old Flyers... And when I say old flyers, the flyers of a month ago, I think that they'll reappear. It's just, it really is. You get People don't understand. I know they sit there and say, poor players. It, it, traveling is very hard on the body. Says the guy who's about to go to sleep. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. Bye-bye.